You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 75. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Does the thought of getting out of your comfort zone make you shiver? In other words, being in your comfort zone feels just comfortable. If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't ever really want to leave their comfort zone. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really realized that that being in their comfort zone is a recipe for staying on the production plateau. You might have heard the saying, what got you here won't get you there. That's true. In order to get to the next level, you may have to do some things that right now seem uncomfortable. So what do you do? Well, you have two choices. Keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what we're going to talk about today. Breaking out of your comfort zone and enjoying the process so that you get to the next level. So, if you're ready to understand yourself better and learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to get out of your comfort zone? Think of it this way. Everything that seems comfortable today in your business was once uncomfortable. If you think of anything such as having your first appointment, putting together recommendations, closing the prospect, anything was once brand new to you and it seemed uncomfortable. And now these, these things probably feel like they're easy to do. You can do them in your sleep. <laughs> but have you ever really broken down the process of getting, getting out of your comfort zone? In other words, how to understand what it takes for you to evolve and do something that you've never thought possible before in order to succeed. Most likely, you haven't. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today. Because I wanted you to understand that once you're getting out of your comfort zone, is viewed as a process, anything's possible. Anything in your business is possible for you because you can take it to the next level easier than you ever thought you could. So, We're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding the comfort zone model so that you understand the psychological states that happen while in each zone. Second, the five steps to getting out of your comfort zone so that you understand a process that works. And third, what happens when you live in the learning zone so that you know what life is like when you're you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. Now, before we jump into those three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like and your life be like if you knew exactly what it was like to do things that seem uncomfortable? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Understanding the Comfort Zone Model When an advisor asks me if they are a candidate for coaching, 
I always find myself saying, never wait to succeed. Unbeknownst to them, what they're actually telling me is that they're, they're in their comfort zone and that they're not ready to, to go beyond it. Unfortunately, those who stay in their comfort zone rarely reach the pinnacle of, of success. Conversely, those who strive for excellence never settle for mediocrity. They just do what other people don't do. Remember feeling uncomfortable when trying a new thing in your, in your business, when you were in the pursuit of your business goals, and is, is really just a temporary situation. It's uncomfortable for a little while, but then you get comfortable with it. You soon realize that what may have seemed awkward initially turned into the new normal. And the secret to getting to the next level is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. In order to do that, you must first understand the, the comfort zone model. Understanding the psychological states of the comfort zone model is really about understanding yourself when you're deciding to make a change. You see, the comfort zone model states that when people are faced with a difficult situation, they overcome and rise to the occasion by learning or growing, thus lifting them and you out of their comfort zone. However, I believe that a lot of financial advisors are stuck in complacency, <laughs> unless they have a strong enough reason to get out. The following are three psychological states of, of the comfort zone model and how it may pertain to you as an advisor or agent. Let's take a look at the first level. Level one, comfort zone. So the comfort zone is described as a psychological state in which things feel familiar. And as a result, there's a low anxiety. A low level of anxiety, that is. Low level of stress and a feeling of being in control. Advisors tend to get to settle into their comfort zone when they, they have created a, a book of business and gross production level that is acceptable to the company that they work for and to themselves and in some cases to their peers. However, change is inevitable. Eventually, the market will go down, clients pass away and, or transfer out to another advisor, and in some cases, the firm actually will work to increase their gross minimum production standards. But when that happens, a lot of advisors and agents are forced out of their comfort zone, or they're forced out of the industry because they just didn't make it. Let's take a look at the second level. Level 2. Optimal Performance Zone Although stress and anxiety can play a large part in, in why an advisor has to step out of their comfort zone, the act of doing these new activities can also create a new anxiety and stress. But if the advisor continues focusing on learning and refining new ways of growing and maintaining their business, they'll soon find that they're in what is referred as the optimal performance zone. What that is is a, is a psychological state in which the advisor is hitting peak performance. Now, some people talk about this as a combination of two other zones. There's different models out there, by the way. And those two other zones are the learning zone and the growth zone. It's when you start to learn and love and you start to grow in your knowledge, in your results, and, and just overall in anything in life. The secret to staying in this state is to continuously want to work on your business while you're working in your business. 
When an advisor or agent is focused on improving their business, they learn various tools, techniques, strategies, and solutions which help them to, to work smarter instead of just harder. As a result, they typically start to quickly see positive results. Let's take a look at the third level. Level three, the danger zone. Well, this is not a good level. <laughs> and as I had previously stated, some anxiety and stress can improve an advisor's performance because it propels them towards learning and growing. But if there's too much anxiety, if too much anxiety occurs, it can actually be paralyzing. And this is referred to as the danger zone. It's a psychological state where disbelief lives and all actions just stop. Performance, therefore, declines, and as a, as a result, anxiety and stress increases. Let me tell you a quick story about Gail. Gail, a 25-year veteran financial advisor that I worked with years ago, told me at Thanksgiving that if she didn't achieve the company's minimum gross production numbers by the end of the year, she'd be let go. They were going to fire her. They told her that just before Thanksgiving. This immediately put her into the danger zone, and the only thing that could get her out of it was having a strategic plan to help her follow, which helped her to be able to hopefully accomplish what seemed to be an unreachable goal. So finding your psychological zone, obviously, is important. It's important to be aware of what zone you're in, psychological zone that you're in right now, at it, and at any given time. And if you feel complacent and not motivated, you're most likely in your comfort zone. <laughs> but beware. Beware of complacency because too much of that can actually have an adverse effect when you're faced with what the situation was that Gail had. See, the place you want to find yourself is in a constant state of moving forward. Being willing to be comfortable being uncomfortable is important. And what it'll do is actually help you to get a leg up on the competition. And it'll help you to get to the next level a lot faster. But how do you do that? How do you get out of your comfort zone? Well, that is what we're going to talk about next. The five steps to getting out of your comfort zone. Being in a comfort zone might feel good at the moment, but it never really lasts. The reason is because inevitably things change. Take, for instance, being comfortable in your business and talking to a client all day long. Sure, it feels comfortable. In fact, it might feel a lot more comfortable than calling strangers and trying to set appointments to turn strangers into clients and eventually, hopefully, clients into friends. But what happens when, when clients leave you or when clients pass away? What happens when the market goes down like it has in the last year and your fee-based business is lower? And what happens when your business is worse this year than it was last year? <laughs> or worse yet, what happens if that continues? What happens if your business is worse next year and the year after and the year after than it is right now? Things start to feel a little uncomfortable, don't they? Because you no longer have your client base and your recurring revenue that you used to have. 
But what if you could get ahead of this? What if you could get ahead of the potential problem of being in your comfort zone? You actually can. You can get out of your comfort zone about any subject by simply applying the five steps to getting out of your comfort zone. So let's take a look at step one. Step one, commit to change. Committing to change can be a difficult thing unless you create leverage. Knowing that you need to get out of your comfort zone and actually choosing and committing to getting out of your comfort zone are two very different things. That's why it's important to understand the power of leverage. What I mean is, when you have enough, a strong enough, that is, reason to get out of your comfort zone, you will. <laughs> so I mentioned Gail a second ago, a 25-year veteran financial advisor client of mine who was told at Thanksgiving that if she didn't achieve the company's minimum gross production numbers by the first of the year, that she'd be let go. Like I said, that immediately put her into the danger zone. And if she didn't get her production up, she was going to basically be in danger of getting fired. Now, there's two ways to get leverage. First, you could focus on the positive. In other words, all the great things that would happen when you get out of your comfort zone. And second, you can focus on the negative. In other words, all the bad things that will happen if you don't get out of the comfort zone. So let's take a look at Gail, for instance. So before the phone call from her boss, she was in the comfort zone. During the phone call, she immediately jumped out into the danger zone. She was already a client, but only in the group coaching program. So she knew a little bit about what's possible to make lasting change because she had actually heard other people, other group members, getting success. But she hadn't really committed to it yet. Because of that phone call, she was committed. She was committed to making a change, but she didn't really know how. Now that you understand what has to happen before even possibly making a change, let's go to the next step. Step two, get help. Okay, so this is a tough step. Most people don't take this step because it involves admitting that they need to step out of their comfort zone and they can't do it alone. I like to think of this step as getting help instead of unable to do it on your own. This is where I come in. I have coaching sessions after coaching sessions with advisors and agents and wholesalers that know they need help, and they just want to find someone that can help them and show them something that works, show them the solutions. A couple of ways that you can get help are you could get help from a coach, like myself, a peer, a mentor. You could get help from the training department. You can get help from a branch manager or agency manager. But if you want lasting change, for the better that is, you want help from someone who has helped others and knows the solutions. Now back to the story. Like I said, Gail was already a client. What I didn't say was that she really had not been applying what she had learned in the group. Sure, she came to group each week and she did role play with everybody else and she learned what she learned in group, but she wasn't really applying it. So I mapped out the strategy, and here's what it was. We we're going to spend the next six weeks running a, a, a campaign, a client campaign. Also, we went after any prospects that she didn't close that year. 
Next, we focused on new prospects, and the short-term goal was to get that production up as quickly as we could, and do it with integrity, of course. But the long-term goal was to apply the tools and techniques to build a better prospecting system that she could turn into habits and not only get success, but continue getting success for years to come. And this, this was going to take her out of her comfort zone because she'd actually have to to take the next step. And that is what we're going to talk about next. Step three, take action. Taking action can be a scary step because if you've done the previous step, you've gotten help. And they most likely gave you the tools and techniques that you need to get better results. The problem is, you've never used them before. So, you really don't have experience with this. You don't know what it's going to do to help you succeed. You don't know if it's going to work. And it's most likely uncomfortable. Take Gail, for instance. She, she had been in group. She had understood what, what to say, how to say it, how to handle objections. She knew all of that, but she hadn't applied it. Instead, she had role-played the process, but nothing had changed because she missed the third step, taking action. But the good news is, or was, that for about five months, she had been coming to group and heard what the other advisors and agents had said about telling success stories about the tools and techniques that actually worked for them. So, she knew that if they could do it, she could too. Also, she had no choice. If she didn't try something different than just doing the bare minimum that she was doing, she was going to get fired. So we mapped out an action plan, and she knew how she was going to run her campaigns. She knew what campaigns she was going to run, and at what time of the day. And again, she knew what to say, how to say it, and how to handle objections. She also became accountable to me every day. It didn't take her long before she started taking action. In fact, each day was a day closer to the end of the year, and the leverage that her company had placed on her was that she had to continue being motivated because she was running out of time. So, we went to the next step. Step four, measure your milestones. The only way to know if you're succeeding is to measure your progress. By doing this, you actually accomplish two things. First, you know what's working, and second, you know what's not. The best way to measure your milestones is to take where you are or where you were when you started to make the change and where you want to be when you reach your goal and simply figure out the time horizon. So back to Gail's story. I mentioned that she was accountable to me every day, but what I didn't mention was how. At the end of the day, she would send me a progress report of how many people that she she called, how many appointments that she set, how many people she met with, how many people she closed, what sort of gross commission did she do, and so on. We knew that we only had six weeks, so we mapped out our milestones on a weekly basis. And at the end of the week, we would compare where she was to where she needed to be. And that made all the difference. You see, after a couple of weeks, her business was starting to pick up. She was hitting her milestones, and she was, she was starting to feel like it was possible to hit her goals. But we weren't there yet, so we went to the next step. 
Step 5. Celebrate your new normal. If you're sticking to the, your, your new process, you're starting to settle into the new normal because it's becoming a habit. Now, the interesting thing about this step is that you are now comfortable with the new normal. And the thought of being uncomfortable doing something that you, you haven't done before is gone because you're actually doing it and it's working. Now, think about that. You were once in your comfort zone. You didn't want to change. You decided to, to make a change. You got help. You got new information. You took action. You measured your milestones. And here you are. The only thing left to do is to celebrate your new normal. <laughs> so back to Gail. The first of the year came and went. And Gail called me after the first business day of the year to simply say, I did it. <laughs> I was proud of her for making it. But it didn't stop there. Instead, we continued with individual coaching. In the first quarter of the new year, she closed out the quarter as the top producer in the region. In fact, she exceeded her numbers by reaching 66% of the previous year's production goal in just the first quarter alone. <laughs> when I asked Gail, what is the number one reason why you're so successful? She paused. She calmly replied, it's because I changed my belief system. I know now that I can, I can be successful at, at my business. So if you want to read the full story, you can do that in my first book, my, my original inaugural book, 101 Advisor Solutions, a financial advisor's guide to strategies that educate, motivate, and inspire. Check it out on, on Amazon. What happens when you live in your learning zone? So I said that we're going to talk about three things today. First, understanding the comfort zone model. Check, we did that. Second, the five steps to getting out of your comfort zone. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is, is what happens when you live in the learning zone. So if you think back to Gail's situation, it was basically this. She was living in her comfort zone for probably years, but she didn't want to admit it. She got complacent. She got a phone call. She got a phone call from her branch manager who said, you're going to get fired if you don't hit these numbers. She instantly got into the danger zone because she was concerned about getting fired. We started doing individual coaching, and she goes into the learning zone. And as a result... She gets to the growth zone. And her new normal is that she's more successful than her peers. In fact, she was so successful that she was asked to be in this committee that was called, quote, the Women of Distinction Group, unquote, which was only about a dozen women nationwide in her company. So what happens when you live in your, your learning zone? Well, what I find interesting are the handful of things that will absolutely happen once you decide to learn and apply what you learn. And here's what I mean. You start facing new challenges. You start looking at new opportunities. You start problem solving over and over again. You start looking for new, new ways to get to the next level. You start to acquire new skill sets. And here's the best part. You start expanding your comfort zone. Because now it's the new normal. <laughs> but you don't have a problem anymore. And as a result, 
You grow as a person. You get to the growth zone, which means that you are now having a new purpose, a new vision, new motivation, and self-growth. This is where you want to live. You want to live in the learning zone and get to the growth zone and make it your life's mission to learn and apply and, and learn as much as you can because that's how we grow. That's how we expand our business and our life. So, what do you want to do next? If you're ready to, to really grow in your business and to learn in your business, then email me. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And in the subject line, just put, let's talk. And a little bit about yourself. And I'll send an email back and we'll set up a time for a free coaching session. Because if you do, you'll start to get a process for connections, camaraderie, and ancillary learning that you've always needed. And also, you'll finally get out of your comfort zone and get to the next level. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.